0: Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's Evangelist Jonathan. All right, so I, uh, I wanted to teach on, what did I title this? Six Thoughts on Developing a Strong Presence on Social Media. You should be interested in social media. Social media is an amazing thing. And I know that because it it wasn't a thing when I started off in in the ministry. There was no social media. I think there was not like there is now anyway. There was no Twitter when I started. So things moved a lot slower. You could never do what I just did in Phoenix and Fort Worth, which is just put on Twitter and Instagram that I'm going to hold a meeting in Phoenix and Fort Worth and have hundreds of people show up. You know, it's pretty awesome. So whether I just got my haircut in Ohio and um, that guy's on social media, you 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 really, whatever you're doing, you can accelerate it 10, 10x, 100x by utilizing social media correctly. And uh, I'm by no means an expert. I've got 35,000 followers on Instagram. There's people that have you know millions of followers on Instagram i have i have uh under 70,000 subscribers on youtube and obviously there's people that have millions of subscribers but uh if you have like 72 followers on twitter or whatever that's what i had just a few years ago and i had i started instagram and had next to nobody and um and it's built now you know it's like last night at church it was full and they had to set up chairs on a Wednesday night. So uh, it's a good church. I'm not like, take, like it was an empty church and then by social media I was able to pack the church out. But there are people that come in from all over the place that have been following on social media. So this is six, six thoughts on developing a strong social media presence and we'll knock it out quick. Number one, stay on message. What is it, what is it that you do? You know which is a good thing to figure out for life as well maybe i'll take um thanks thanks brother uche maybe i'll take questions at the end if it pertains to social media not when are you coming to chicago or some inane question like that but what what is your message like what what are you i find um if you if you see accounts that have and i'll say this and this is not to hurt anyone's feelings i'm not looking at anybody but if you have if you're following more people than are following you, you need to ask yourself some questions. There's something about what you're doing that's making people not be interested in you. So you, you need to figure out what that is. And then uh secondly, I guess so it'll be seven thoughts. Because what was the thing I was just gonna say that, that popped in my head? Shoot. Hopefully hopefully it comes back to me because Oh, yeah. Yeah, here's the seventh thing. I'm starting to notice, which I guess will be the first thing, I'm starting to notice more and more people have their social media set to private. Now, obviously, if you don't want to have a strong presence on social media, then nothing I'm saying applies to you. If you're on Instagram just to ghost people with a locked account and keep keep in touch with your family, I'm not knocking that. But I'm saying... I guess I kind of am knocking it, because there, do you want to do something in life, you know, do you do you want, the kind of thing I'm doing right now allows me, I, you'll never hear me say, and you never have heard me say, even if you met me when I was 19, I would love to do this, but I can't get work off, I, I've lived a free life, because I've, I, I've built something in life, and you take all the risks with that, but... You have the freedom that comes with that. I can do whatever I want within the bounds of the law. It's a great feeling. I don't say, hey, man, I'd, um, Pastor Rodney, I'd love to come to your meeting, but um, I have to work, and then my daughter needs a ride. N- n- none of that. I'm not. I'm not tied down to like paying the bills. Part of that is social media. You know, you build. You build something through social media. So, especially if you're a pastor or a business owner, why are you on private? Are you getting that many death threats? Are you that sensitive to harassment? I really don't understand why any pastor, for any reason, or any evangelist would have a private social media account. Maybe for March of 2020 and April of 2020 when you were getting tons of death threats, but I didn't even switch mine to private then. And I was getting hundreds of messages, you know, I hope you die, F you. Um, Why are you on private? One, I said that on another place, and the pastor said, Well, you know I, I like to keep my life private. You lost that privilege when you went into the ministry. Ministry's public life. you know you're in front of the people as a leader, so I, I don't understand it. i'm seeing it more and more I'm, see, I'm seeing more more people who are leaders and have businesses. Their accounts are private I don't, I don't get it you're going to hide for what reason." You know, I don't want people to see my family. Get over yourself. You know, you're not you're not Michael Jackson keeping your, your two children's names secret and all that stuff. So number one, I would take it off private. Number two, stay on message. What are you? If you watch, like, accounts that don't have a lot of followers, they're all over the place. You know, post a script. It's a preacher that, like, posts a scripture and then the next tweet is can't believe Tom Brady's retiring he's the greatest of all time hashtag goat you know it's like you're are people following you because they want to hear your thoughts on whether Tom Brady's the greatest football player of all time stay on message there should be something like a direction you're headed in and then you shouldn't really veer off of that obviously you know people are interested in who your family is and your personal life I don't mean that but you know can't believe the Celtics just turned the ball over and you're like uh, an evangelist. You know, it, stay on message. Number three, have a goal beyond views and comments. Is that comments? I'm having trouble reading my own writing. Yeah, and, and I would say subscribers too. Views, comments, subscribers, um, followers. There's there's an article I read two or three years ago. It was pretty, pretty like uh, life changing for me. It was called "Followers Great, Customers Better." So, look at your followers and your subscribers as a two-step thing the getting building a lot of followers and subscribers is not an end to itself the goal like for me the goal is to be able to then convert that into people coming to church services and inviting people to church services where it can build something in real life Now, obviously if you're on youtube and you get enough views and subscribers then you you start getting checks of ten thousand dollars a month eight thousand dollars a month um whatever, 4000 20000 a month. So that, that translates into real life. But you want, you want the influence that you're doing on social media not to end on social media because there's people that have tons of followers on Instagram or subscribers on YouTube, and they, they can't get anything in real life out of it. They're just on, on social media. There's, they, they don't convert it into any kind of thing that affects change in their life. Or in life for other people, so you know it's like us. We have uh, the the following that we have. We've converted that into feeding two thousand children a day, and um, packing churches out. When, when Check the News took off, which was on social media, that w- that was revolutionary. I could go to a church that had forty people on Sunday morning, and when I came, there'd be like two hundred and fifty people. There three hundred, and it only seated two hundred. That was that was. Life changing, with no kind of invitation sent out or marketing other than what I was doing, like this. And a lot of you that are watching probably found me on on social media. So um, have a goal beyond views, comments, subscribers, and and followers. Number so that was number three. Number four, ask yourself this question. And we kind of dealt with this already. Why would someone follow you? What do you provide that no one else is providing or in a way that no one else provides it? What do you, what do you provide? What do people gain out of following you? What makes your account unique? You know, there's a lady um, that I follow because I like going to Arizona in Las Vegas, as many of you hear me say every 10 or 15 minutes, there's a lady that I follow on Instagram that reviews restaurants in Las Vegas on reels. So she does like a one-minute reel, shows you what it's like to eat there, what food is good, gives honest reviews. It's a very interesting account. Um, I love Sedona in Arizona, so I, I follow accounts that like show the scenery every day or so. And, and I can't, you know, so I can, I can look at a place that I'm not able to go. What, what are you, you know, look at Dave Portnoy, something as inane as, um, eating pizza and reviewing it. Now you got all kinds of people doing it, but if you can find something no one else is doing that you're interested in, you can't just do it because no one else is doing it. You gotta, you know, it's gotta be something you have a passion about, but, um, Or something people are doing it, doing already, but in a way that no one else is doing it. You know, there's lots of preachers, but there's not a lot that are like on social media. (sighs) I might have not been the first, but I was close to the first person sitting at at a desk teaching on live stream. And receiving offerings online for people that wanted to give and building partners. That, that like wasn't a thing. I jumped on it like the, the first month Facebook Live came out. So that, now there's a ton of guys you know doing it, which is great. Just like there's going to be a lot of people reviewing pizza and wings and giving it ratings on a scale 1 to 10. But if you can find something that no one's doing and do it, um, or do it in a way no one's doing it. Make your account unique. I will say if you're a Christian, and I know not everybody watching me is is a a believer, but there's something in Christianity where they try to make you just vanilla and blend in. Don't be too funny. (laughs) Thanks, Jamie. Don't be too funny. Don't be too passionate. Um, I want you to write something down if you're taking notes. This is the number one law of persuasion. Of getting people to see things your way or follow you. Not in the Bible, but if you study like Robert Caldini and persuasion people, this is the number one law of persuasion, which I just read this last week. But it it made, um, I was glad to read it because I've kind of been abiding by this in my own way. So the number one law of persuasion is attention is influence. That's that's why Donald Trump is a major persuader. He 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 makes people pay attention to him. The people that hate him have to pay attention to him. We're going to build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. When he said that, there were 15 people running for the Republican nomination. That's such an out there, you know, half insane comment. That now all 14 people had to react to what Donald Trump said. You know, what was M- M- Michelle Bachman saying? What was uh, um, Kasich saying? No one knew. You know, they're, it's all just, uh, they, in persuasion, they call it talking in the weeds. We're going to get the deficit down. We're deficits at 1. 30, 30 trillion. We need to get it down to 20 trillion. I have a plan that would create 400,000, blah, blah, blah. Then you got one guy with a, with a spray tan and a crazy hairdo. We're going to build a wall. It's going to be a big, beautiful wall. We're going to build a wall. I'll keep saying it over and over again. So now out of that 15 people, one guy stood out. He's crazy. He's got no business being president. But he ended up being president because he, he, no one cared about Jeb Bush anymore. No one paid attention to Jeb Bush. Nobody paid attention to Mitt Romney. They're all boring. And there's something in Christianity where where you're supposed to be boring, you know? Don't be too funny. Don't be too passionate. Don't be too loud. Don't don't, don't be too strong on healing. Don't be too strong on faith. And you just turn into notebook paper, a manila folder glued to a beige wall. So I'm not talking about being a, a moron that just does... Attention-seeking things on purpose. But uh, you you should not be afraid to do things that draw attention to you. And with, with attention comes negative attention. You know, people are going to knock you on social media and say mean things. Just get some thick skin and do it. I hope that makes sense. Why would someone follow you? What service are you providing that people can't get anywhere else? Or providing it in a way that other people don't, don't present it. So you can, you can get Bible teaching from thousands of other people, but you can't get it the way I do it. Rodney Howard Brown has a way that he conducts his ministry that it's not like you could say, um, well, we can't get Rodney Howard Brown, so let's get somebody like Rodney Howard Brown. There's nobody like him. So apply that to social media. So there's four. Number five, monetization. If you're taking uh, notes, write that down. Monetization. Anything you're doing, it you ne- needs to generate money. Whatever time you're spending doing anything needs to produce money in life. You need to find a way to monetize anything you're doing. I, I probably should start streaming video games and monetizing that for when I play so that even that's not wasted time. In fact, I might, I might look into that when I get back home. So that even in my spare time doing a hobby, you know I'm at the point like let's let's say I like to fish, why not get some sponsors and film it and develop a YouTube channel for that you know so if you're spending time doing a podcast like there's a guy that I listen to that um or have listened to and this will tie into some other points he's a pastor he does a podcast every day. He never mentions his church, never mentions anything that he's doing. There's no opportunity to get involved in anything. When you do understand that when you know, there are people that are gonna get impacted by what you're doing if you don't have an NPC account. If you have like if you're providing a service and brightening people's days, look at comedians. Comedians own private jets and get paid massive amounts of money because they're providing a service they make people laugh they bring people joy so people are happy to pay for that people are, people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to people that stream themselves on video games because you you showed me how to beat this game thank you so there are people and, and you're gonna have to get over this you know where uh, you know i don't want to i don't want to ask people for money you don't have to ask people for money that don't want to give to you. But there are people that will love what you're doing and will be happy to bless you. They want to bless you. You've been a blessing to them if you're running a proper account. So to you need to have something in place where where people and again, there is there is a right ground. It's not a difference between not receiving any any monetization or pressuring you know p- people for money, just making it available like stream you know as a minister, why should I feel bad about receiving an offering when when there's gamers that they, they, they won't call it an offering, but they they receive hey, if you're enjoying watching my stream right now and you want to give, so why are why would they not feel bad to do it and then when you have an, a cause and a passion that you believe in you know, especially if it's for the ministry or eternity or blessing other people, why would you feel bad about that? What's to feel bad about? You should believe in what you're doing. You know, you're not asking people to skip meals so you can have money to go buy nicer shoes. You're, all you're doing is giving an opportunity for people to give. So I would, I, and then I'm not getting into financial stuff, but obviously you need to have it set up tax wise where, where set it up for it to blow up. And, you know, yeah, if you're taking in a few hundred bucks or a few thousand bucks off your podcast or your YouTube live or whatever, the IRS isn't going to care. But if you start taking in hundreds of thousands of dollars and you're not claiming it, you're going to go to jail. So I, I wouldn't, I'd set it up, I'd, I'd set up an incorporation, I'd have a different cash app. You know, my cash app is not um, my personal cash app, it's dollar sign revival today, RT, or dollar sign RT Give goes into the ministry, then I get a salary out of that. I would, I would set it up like that. You don't grow big to manage well. You manage well to grow big. So in the beginning, have things set up the way they need to be um, at the end. Well, I'm getting a lot of thank yous for this. You know, I had, I had a young guy in Texas tell me, I did. this is the second time I've taught on, on developing your your social media presence. And he told me the first time I did it, he started one. He has over 2 million subscribers on YouTube now. And it's going to like, you know, it, 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 that's how he gets his salary, just from the, the, the things I thought him It that made me happy. I didn't know that. That was during the pandemic. I think it was when I was living in, in Siesta Key in 2020 because I, I, I said I'm going to move my family to wherever it turns into America first. So we went and lived down there and preached it. The stand every night, and the one one afternoon I did that. Anyway, keep going. One, two, three, four, five. So before I move off of that, you know, if you're going to do a podcast every day, you you ne- it needs to generate something. So like this this guy that I'm telling you about, and I've heard many people do this. They do a podcast. There's no opportunity to give. There's no no mention of where they're going to preach if i wanted if i if I liked his podcast and said, "Man, where does that guy pastor? He never mentions where he pastors, never mentions service times, never mentions a website. forget giving use social media to build something in real life. very important in life. you should be building something. Hey, Matthew, you shouldn't just be existing and paying your bills uh." And I would take my, um, let me add in this. I would take my my, my, uh, monetization out of the hands. Like I'm demonetized on YouTube. They won't pay me no matter how big my thing, my uh, account grows because of stuff I said during the, the lockdowns. So you need to put things in your own hands as soon as possible where you're not having people give through YouTube or through something you don't control. Um, get it get it set up where people's outlet goes to your website. You know, I, I've, I've built our own app and live streaming on our app off of YouTube. You know, you, you want to take things out of the hands of YouTube and Facebook and PayPal. We're, obviously, everybody can't do this right now, but we're in the process of developing our own bank. Prosperity Federal Credit Union, so th- and then that way we can have our own payment processing platforms and don't have to use PayPal. You want to take things out of the hands of big tech and put things in in your control as much as possible. Hey Alda, one, two, three, four, five, number six. Number seven is gonna was your own platform and own control. You know, you need you you need to consider that. I'm really hoping so I'm going out of order. I'm really hoping um that Elon Musk revamps the video feature on Twitter because they used to have Periscope attached to Twitter. If he would make a free speech video platform that's like the last thing we're missing. Obviously, I have my own app, but I'm talking about a social media, like YouTube used to be, where there was nobody monitoring for <laughs> quote-unquote misinformation. Uh, everything you got flagged for for misinformation in 2020 through 2022 is now correct information. Officially correct information. I was actually asking you, like, do you still get strikes on YouTube if you say the things that are now the official position on the you know what, because it's not, it's not even misinformation anymore. So, um, so then I guess the last thing, number seven, and then I'll take your questions. You see that little question bubble at the bottom. You can, if you ask a question there, I'll take it. Keep it, keep it in line with what we're talking about. Don't ask me like when I'm coming to Indiana or whatever. Um, number seven is consistency. I called a guy yesterday. I said, are you still in the ministry? He said, yeah. I said, every link on your website's broken. Your blog page is empty. Your schedule's empty on the website. The last podcast you did was in January. There's no sign you're alive. So I was just calling to see if you're still alive. Oh, Um, Yeah, I I, I stopped my podcast for a while. You know, people start things, and and it's exciting to start things, and it takes takes consistency and belief in your end goal to set the systems up and keep them going. You know, if you're going to broadcast once a week at 10 in the morning, broadcast once a week at 10 in the morning. If you're going to broadcast every day, then broadcast every day at that time and get it going and stay with it. And, and, you know, when it doesn't blow up to 100,000 people watching in the first five days, keep going. And I'll, I'll say don't just be consistent. Stay, stay passionately consistent. Because you see people that, there's people that quit, but then there's also people that don't quit. But in their voice and what they're doing on social media, they've quit. You know, you can tell they've looked up and it says that there's only four people watching them live. So they're, hey, hey, mom. Um, and, and those of you that are watching, just going to take a couple of minutes. It, you know, and you're doing a broadcast that's going to keep four people watching. So have a service you're providing. Build it, you know. Find ways to zhuzh it up. If nobody's watching, figure out why nobody's watching. Or if it's not growing, figure out why it's not growing and find ways to, you know, like, like this. Like this. me sitting in this hotel room with this little hotel room picture background. I wouldn't be doing this if I was launching my broadcast. I have the luxury of doing this because I've been broadcasting every day since 2015 or 16. And some of you would watch me if I was just sitting like on a park bench or, you know, you, you want to hear what I have to say. But when we launched check the news, I spent, um, $70,000. I think it was to have that led video wall behind us. Because if I was going to cover all the stuff that was going down during the lockdown and I was at my kitchen tables and talk, talking about infection fatality rates and that, are, that they're lower than what the WHO is saying, if I'm rattling all this stuff off at my dining room table I just sound like a lunatic. But if I'm sitting at a desk with a professional microphone and an LED background it gives you credibility. People think you know what you're talking about even though you're saying the same thing from both places. You need to have some type of setup that shows that you're credible. That that at least gives people the impression that you're credible. That that's persuasion. And then stay consistent. You know, I know people that have like rebranded their podcast three different times. And the first time they had a ton a ton of um followers and reviews. Then they decided to rebrand, you know, and start a different podcast. Start from scratch. I don't understand. You know, one of the reasons our ministry took in, uh, which it's all public knowledge, but our ministry took in $15.2 million last year. That's up from like $400,000 in a year. What we used to take in in a year, we take in monthly now. Or, Or sorry, what we used to take in in a year, we take in weekly now. You know, one of the reasons for that is consistency. I never quit the ministry. When a, when a Dallas had health challenges, I never said, "Well, I, you know, I'm going to take a, some a sabbatical." This has been hard. Just keep plowing. Keep going forward. Don't quit. Stay consistent. And then I've been consistent in my message. If you listen to me preach at 22, I was preaching the same stuff I was. I, I am now. I have better revelation on it now. Some people, they reinvent their ministries like every two years. You know, they're not consistent. They're not even consistent in their dress. Suit and tie one Sunday. T-shirt and cool jacket the next Sunday. Suit jacket and T-shirt the Sunday after that. Sweater. You know, it's like you're all over the map. Like, pick, pick something. Pick who you are and where you're going and go there and stay that way. Oh, thanks. A lot of people complimenting my hat. Somebody uh, sent this to me, and they, they must have heard what I said about my my grandfather's story. The Bible says he gave some evangelists, so he went to get that on his um, business cards. And the guy, instead of putting some evangelists, he just wrote A.E. E. Shuttlesworth, some evangelist. I'd like to know, I've not seen... This hat by Gorin Brothers with the, with the Spanish gallo. So I don't know; they got it custom made, and I obviously got this custom made. I didn't know you could customize their hats, but thanks to my Puerto Rican friend who got this for me. Um, all right, I'll take your questions on social media. I hope this helped you. I'm telling you, if you if you'll use it as a tool to build your church, go live. You know. Do your own reels as a pastor. Yeah, it's good to have a Sunday service highlight and all that. But this kind of stuff, connecting with people. Me and my cousin have been going on live every night after church. Just like messing around. There's people that are lonely. They don't have anybody to talk to. Everybody they do have to talk to is a jerk. You know, it's nice to have a positive interaction when somebody knows that uh, you care about them. Let's see what pictures we have. Or sorry, questions for you. Thoughts on public square? I don't know what that is. So I have no thoughts. Is it better to preach on YouTube or Instagram? Mm, I would say say YouTube. YouTube's more made for long format. And I know they're pushing short form videos right now. Which is fine. But um, again, you need to think past just people like watching you and subscribing. You're not going you're only going to make so much impact in someone's life in 60 seconds. So it might get a lot of views. But unless you carry a super powerful anointing, there's not going to be too many people to watch a 60 second thing and get laid out in the Holy Ghost and commit their life to Christ and get a radical change. So you, you the, remember the goal's not just views and subscribers and follows. It's it's to make an impact in people's lives. And then have it translate into real life. Wow. I'm surprised. Talon said long form is king. Which I'd like to hear his thoughts on that. Because if you see Talon Michael. He's got a lot of good stuff on social media. He's the one I I referenced that had 2 million. Has 2 million followers on YouTube. And he does a lot of short form stuff. And long form. So I'm surprised that he says long form is king. Let's see what else we got. wrong button. I always wanted to do a hospitality gram, but I don't know how to keep it active beyond when we do events, which isn't all the time suggestions. I don't know what a hospitality gram is, so I can't, and I'm not trying to be like snide. I I just don't know what one is, so I can't, I can't answer your question. You know, I've even thought of this, like. Like let's say you travel and preach like I do. If you did hotel reviews or showed people where you were staying or your meals while you're on the road or did like a travel blog that was interesting, you know, well-done one. People get interested if you work out every day as a minister and you, you like chronicled that and what you're doing. and you're Tell a story. Like let people get to know you and kind of come on your, your journey with you. Those of you that follow me, I did Rena. <laughs> I needed one. You know you need a haircut when people at the church are setting up haircuts for you. Um, you know, yeah, most of you that, that follow me are um, you've been impacted by my preaching. But you also, you like Camila and Adalys, and you, you're like invested in our lives. So that, that element, like a human warm element. I read a thing a long time ago. I don't know if it still holds true. They said for every like event that you promote, there should be 11 other things that, you're, that are posted for every one promotion. So like, you know, some people, service is on Sunday. See you at 10. You know, next post, a week later, join us at church, 10 a.m. There, there needs to be like a warmth. So it would help if you're, if you're warm. Not trying to be warm. Be an actual warm person who likes, likes people, and it'll, it'll be reciprocated to you. Not a question. I'm just wondering how Pastor Rodney still has super chats, but you don't. I think. Um, oh, on YouTube, you, I told you YouTube demonetized me. Oh, you mean so? How does he have it? Because he says stuff. Because I checked the news. What's the best stream key service to use? I don't know the stream key service. I don't know the tech technical stuff. I have. I'm fortunate enough to have like a, a media department. Question on podcasting: Have you seen a better reach on broadcasting? Or podcasting with just audio. I used to, um, Kelsey, I used to do quite. uh, I used to think like that. But you're going to find podcasting has an audience. There's people that love podcasts that that don't would don't care to watch videos. There's people that watch videos that don't care to listen to podcasts. There's people that read books that don't do those other things. There's people that watch TV that don't watch YouTube. So I I get my hand in everything. Even this, I'm gonna send this to uh, our media department and put it up on YouTube, and then um, put it on my podcast. So you want to have, you want all those things are separate audiences. As as you guys know, there's you find your thing you like. You like Twitter, you like Instagram. You hate Twitter. I guess some people still like Facebook for God knows what reason. I. I they're, that's the most irritating. So that's actually the only platform I've kind of given up on. I will tell you, Twitter is worth getting into, especially now that Elon owns it, because you can grow it. You can you can say whatever you want within the bounds of the law. It's worth, it's worth doing. I've tried, you know, Adalis has a bunch of followers on Twitter. I've tried to tell her, I've tried to tell a few people, like, Post a scripture every day. Post with, with a little commentary. It doesn't have to be a novel. But, but you know, people like, and you already have a following. Build it. Tw- Twitter's where the action's at right now, in my opinion. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, hey, Keith. Miss you, too. Hope your family's doing well. I'm going to pray for you this week. How you keep your religion while gaming with this new generation of gamers? Oh. I mean I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to hell. So I can listen I can listen to I went to regular school, so I've heard I've heard every kind of foul language, every way that you can say it. It doesn't really like affect me anymore. Thoughts on podcasting. Preaches versus preaching versus casual discussions. Good question. I think any time the content is geared for that group, like this. You know, if I just popped a video up and found a way to put it live of me preaching last night, there'd be like, you know, eight people would figure that out and there'd be like eight people watching. Engagement is good. Destiny Youth said, why do you not like Facebook? Facebook's garbage. They They limit your reach. In the old days, I had like 11,000 followers on our ministry page and I would have like 400 people watching me when I went on, when I went live. Now I have 91,000 followers and I haven't paid for any. I haven't even marketed for it. 91,000 organic followers and, and I'll have like 21 people watching me. They choke you out. Hey, Jonathan, just got your book about prophecy here in Brazil for selling in your ministry. That's, that's really powerful to me because I've never even been to Brazil. An old guy told me your books will go or you'll never go, and people will read your books that will never come to your meetings. Ideas are practical ways to identify within yourself on how to stand out and be unique on social media. You know, part of the fun of life the zest of life is is figuring that stuff out and then con- you know and then think of this even if you think of a perfect plan that's working great you're going to have to reevaluate it constantly you know we had Check the news was having 19,000 people watch a night then they took it down and then i had to get a plan to keep going so you constantly have to be evaluating what's working, what's not working. There'll be social media platforms like Instagram that are great to use now, but five years or seven years from now, everything might be virtual reality. You know, when when, when the virtual reality stuff hits, whatever ministry makes a presence in, in the virtual reality is going to be big. So, oh, thanks, Farron. Been following you since you went to our he gave gifts unto men in First Love Church in Ghana. That was a great weekend. Um, and again, you can't try to be unique. You need to be, you. number one, God made you unique. Embrace your uniqueness. Don't, don't otherwise you end up a copy of someone else or just bland. Just, just, just be you. And I didn't, I used to not be like that. I, I You had to know me to hear me joke around because ministers aren't supposed to joke around. Even though you have to get used to like, this was jarring when you first get your phone to go live and then you, you see yourself and there's not, you know, th- there's a lot of ministers that wouldn't do this because it doesn't look professional enough. They don't like how their face looks w- w- without any filters or makeup. So you just, just get like, warm with people. Give give people like me. Like this is for me. I like this. My wife and daughter are 2 hours and 15 minutes away. Why not spend some time with people who love you and love your ministry and 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 just say a few a few things to help them out. I mean, if I was a barber, I feel like you could build a huge um You could build a huge following on social media. you have people coming from out of state to get a haircut. People that when they're visiting Pittsburgh or visiting wherever you live, want to stop in because they follow you on Instagram. Show them new products you're trying. Show them with the customer's permission what you're doing. I I would do that. Did you boost your post in the beginning? Um... I've never boosted any on Twitter. I've never boosted anything on Instagram. On Facebook, I've promoted, you know, like if I was doing a post about coming to preach in a a place I would, and I still do. Yeah, I'll boost it in that area, but just on Facebook. Pastor Stamponi said, you make a really good you, embrace and use your talent stack. That's good advice. Which is better? Excellent ideas and concepts or excellent gear in production. Um, I will say that as far as gear goes, you, you need to have good audio. You need to have, you need to have phenomenal audio for podcasting, for, for YouTube, for this. I even got this, this mic. People will subconsciously tune out if the audio is bad or switch off. And if audio is more important than visual... It would be better to have a a mid-camera and phenomenal audio than a great camera and poor audio. Your audio needs to be sharp. So obviously, you, you know, you need to have great content. But great content on bad audio, it won't work. Thank you, Obina. Just read what you wrote. How do you deal with ministerial jealousy when it comes from a pastor? I don't deal with any of that stuff. I don't. People, people's thoughts, good and bad, can't move you. High praise can't move you. Criticism can't move you. Jealousy can't move you. People are people. Half the time, it's not. It's they're just hungry. They haven't anything to eat, and they're upset and stuff. You know. I wouldn't worry about it. Let people be jealous. They'll apologize after a year or whatever. Just do your thing. And, and that's a good thing you brought up. I would never limit what I was doing because of somebody else's feelings. You know, I felt to have me, a meeting, a one-night meeting in Phoenix. I don't know how local pastors felt about that. I But I, I felt to have one, so... I don't know how people in Fort Worth felt about me preaching in Fort Worth. <laughs> I don't know what you want, I felt too, so I'm doing it. How has the return on investment been from being on Daystar? Um, it's hands down been the best Christian television channel I, I've ever been on in America especially it's the first channel i've been on where like families come to my church from it that just saw me on daystar like plural families and then when i'm on the road people come from daystar it's hard to tell where giving comes from because you don't people don't necessarily say but i i think that that it's produced that way daystar is a very watched channel It's worth being on. They don't have fake viewership and fake numbers. Worth doing. Any recommendations for audio mic to add when posting from iPhone? Um, The regular Apple earbuds with the mic. I've tried a few. I think those are the best. When will you be in South Africa again? Uh, Oh, Good to see you, Ivana. I'm in tentative talks to schedule something in South Africa right now, so it could be before too long. I don't... I don't... I've tried TikTok. I don't want to end up ever being one of those old guys that... Um, What country are you in, Alda? I never want to be one of those old guys that like st- like how some people, they're only on Facebook because they were on that when it came out and they haven't paid attention to new things that have come out. So I'm always trying to pay attention to new things that come out. Now that, it's starting to, now that all the information is starting to come out about TikTok, I, I've, I've told people that from the beginning. I thought TikTok was fake because I knew all kinds of people who were getting tons of views on TikTok they were in the ministry and no no one ever came to their meetings from it ever i never heard of anyone have people come to their meetings from from TikTok in real life or hey i, I found you on, on TikTok i never heard of that and i'm talking you know if if you're having 400,000 people watch your videos and then you go preach and nobody comes that's that's questionable so now that they're finding out that it's just troll farms or of like or like fake chinese boosted engagement to get people using it because you could get way more that that was the draw right where people um people were like man you should go on tiktok i I get tons of views tons of comments but then you find out it's fake and i believe it's fake something's not right I live in Las Vegas. I wish you'd come visit us here. I was just in Las Vegas two weeks ago. I'll be back in Las Vegas. I go there all the time. I'll tell you a good place to eat in Las Vegas that's not expensive. This place was number eight on the Yelp Top 100 in 2022. It's called The Good Witch. G-O-O-D-W-I-C-H. Not like witch, like witchcraft, like sandwich. G-O-O-D-W-I-C-H. The Good Witch. They make... Adela said it was the best sandwich she's ever had. And my nephew, Jay, said it was the best sandwich he's ever had. We ate there um, three times in two days. You're going to have to pray for atheist family members. You're not going to be able to, like, reason them in or... um you're gonna you're gonna have to fast and pray and then and then when the situation opens up where they they talk to you or ask you about your faith in the Holy Spirit will give you what to say oh I'm telling you you do need to try that all the what time is it over there uh eight ten they open at ten o'clock in the morning they're great I have enjoyed the food here in Parkersburg about importation when you lay hands on someone do they get the energy from um, I don't know hard to say I'm trying to keep on 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 social media right now yeah yeah we, we will all right, Aldo, give me, send, like, a picture of what you ordered and then your review. What sandwich did I get? I ordered their cheesesteak was great. They use actual ribeye. I'm sorry to get hungry talking about this. What else did I get that was awesome? Their chicken sandwich. Their fried chicken sandwich was amazing. Sorry you had a bad flight experience, uh, Cecilia. When, what do you think is needed on YouTube? Mm, I, don't, I, I don't know. I want to do what's needed. I would do, I would do what you're good at. From your personal experience, what's the best time to go live? That's a great question. Talon would Talin is doing like a clinic for people that that want to develop social media. So if you see that guy that was on here, Talen Michael, or look him up, Talon Michael. He's got blonde hair. Message him and he'll help you out. So I don't know, I'm sure there's a right answer to this, but for me, I think going on in the morning is good because it plays the rest of the day and i've noticed and i could be wrong but it feels like once the day changes the social media whether it's youtube or instagram they don't like promote the things from the day before anymore so i feel like it's it's not the worst to go on in the morning No, I don't know I don't know uh Sam any any technical stuff. I, I wish I did. Taylor said, go live based on your analytics. See when your viewers are, are on the app. Jamie Luce, who has a great podcast, if you've not listened to it. She just had a Dallas on. So if you want to listen to that, a was just her guest. How do you determine the salary from things like Cash App, etc.? Um Salaries should be in proportion to how much money is coming in, and then it's it's wise to take money and put it back into the endeavor because the bigger you grow the thing, the less, you know that's what's guaranteeing your salary anyway. So I would I wouldn't just take all the money that comes in. I would um I'd put it back into advertising and and things that grow the podcaster. That kind of thing, but. And then just take a salary proportionate to what's coming in, but but have put as much as you can back into growing it on things that produce a return. Best coffee ever. I mean, on a hot summer day, a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee is tough to beat. I'm sure every coffee snob is going to vehemently disagree with me. In Canada, a Tim Hortons... Double-double is is pretty tough to beat. I'm sure every coffee snob will disagree. Right, I'm talking about social media today. What's your favorite Bible verse? Hmm. I, I couldn't say. I like a ton of them. <laughs> your favorite stocks right now? I've taken a beating over the last year, so I should give people my favorite stocks so that they can short them and, and make money. That, there's a new ETF that launched, s Jim, That guy Jim Cramer that's on CNBC, he's wrong on like 90% of his picks. So last week they launched an ETF that, that takes the opposite position of whatever he says to do on CNBC, which really ticked him off. And then even the names like insulting, s <laughs> Jim, So I put a bunch of money in that just because I think it's funny. So far I'm like even down slightly. But it's funny to me s jim short Jim Kramer david i tithe tithing's gross, not net, and i I tithe gross off our ministry and i you said our expenses are insane. You may have more expenses than me, but I had fourteen point two million dollars of expenses last year, and I still tithe. Uh, For the 15.2 off the top that came in. So think of that. Think of the difference. If I would have tithed the net, I would have given 120,000. No, 100,000. Because we cleared a million. I would have only tithed 100,000 in it. But then I tithed and gave, uh, out of our ministry, 2.7 million. And we still finished. (laughs) That's probably why we had 15 million come in. So you got to remember, tithing... And and offerings are supernatural. They don't make sense at all. doesn't even make sense to tithe off the net. But the tithe is not just the tenth. It's the first tenth that comes in. Not after. See, if people tithe off the net, they tithe, it's the last tenth. After everything's paid, then they give a tenth of what's left. But Abraham gave the first tenth to Melchizedek. And think of this. When Abraham tithed, it was a corporate tithe. It wasn't a personal tithe because him and 380 men did the endeavor and he paid a tithe to Melchizedek and then paid his men. So, thoughts on having prayer service online instead of in person? Um, I do both. Some things you don't have to choose. Taylor just put in the comments best way to monetize uh, different Taylor best way to monetize a podcast for ministry. There's a lot of ways you can do sponsorships and give people an opportunity to give. Should ministries use social to reach new people or communicate with their congregation? Both. Again, you don't have to pick. I do both, but I'd always be looking to reach new people. Intake is always good. Do you plan to do any inner city crusades this year? I'm going to do one in Pittsburgh. Beyond that, I don't know. Do you recommend having a social media management team for any of your accounts? No. I recommend doing everything yourself. I think you're going to lose something people wanna know it's you. People wanna know you're engaging with them. It's like it's like this. Like you know this is not a replay of, of another thing I did. I'm I'm seeing you and talking to you. And there's something about that that um people like Bishop Kavori said any word for the upcoming elections for the United States is Trump back. I'll, um, I'll, I'll talk about that, and then I'll, I'll, I'll call it a day. I mean, I might be on again, but I'll call it a broadcast of that. It's looking, none of this is prophetic. I'm just telling you from, like, reading. It's looking like this is, this is you know, Trump's going to make a go of it. And um, DeSantis had a chance. He obviously seems to have decided now's not the time, which might have not been the most unwise decision. Because Trump's going to. Trump wants one more shot. It's not the worst. You know, DeSantis is young. It's not the worst idea to get out of his way. And because if he wins, he wins. If he loses, you're not tied to him losing. You're not his vice president or anything. You didn't lose to him in the primary. And then he would be the top contender, most likely, for 2028. So I don't think. DeSantis is making a bad decision. I think he would be... I, don't, I also don't think he would have been making a bad decision if when Trump was weak like a month and a half ago, two months ago, if he'd have jumped in then. But he can't jump in now, in my opinion, because I feel like too much time has passed and he's let he's let Trump attack him and attack him and hasn't said anything back, which is fine. But then you can't just jump in now. It just... Trump has the upper hand. He, he's the... The far and away favorite for Republican nominee, which I know it's early, but he is, and and DeSantis was over Trump. Now he's like way behind. So I, I you waited too long. I was encouraged to hear Trump say, um, "I'm going to see this one through," and there's there's election work that needs to be done, and he's starting to talk about ballot harvesting. So he, if he gets that, see like. If, if the Republicans don't get that, that it's not, a persu- it's not the 2016 election anymore. It's not winning debates and having the better message. It's who can get, can <laughs> get the most ballots. If, if there's mail-in ballots and ba- legal ballot collection, then, then it's a ballot collection contest in Arizona, in Pennsylvania, and um, a bunch of other swing states. So the fact that he recognizes that now when he didn't in 2020 is a good sign um, i still have I still have serious questions about about Trump you know like i'm gonna i'm gonna fix the uh, uh, I'm gonna like uh, get get rid of the deep state how about the shallow state that you appointed that were all swamp people and you appointed them you appointed fauci to his or you at least platformed him. And you said in an interview since then um, that if you had it to do over again, you still would have done the COVID thing the exact same way. That, That bothers me, you know. Now, if that's a leadership thing that you feel it's a weakness to admit a mistake so you're not going to, all right. But... Don't tell me that you have like a grasp on the deep state when you appoint deep state people to your positions and maintain Obama holdovers and put people in the FBI that were actively looking <laughs> to, to get you impeached and removed and imprisoned. And you chose them. So, having said that, You know, whatever questions or things you don't like about Trump, let's be honest. If it's Trump against Biden or Trump against Kamala Harris or Trump against Gavin Newsom, you're going to vote for Trump. So, yeah, there's things I wish he'd have done better. There's things I wish he could see now that he fell for that lockdown thing and he still says he has no regrets and he's still taking credit for the vaccine, which is, at this point... Is, is extremely foolish to want your name tied to that. And he doesn't see it. He has terrible people in his inner circle. From what I've heard, that's mostly his fault. The The ministers he has around him, he chose terrible, by and large, terrible ministers to have around them that just wanted photo ops and didn't care about him and didn't understand what was wrong with America. They're just all pastors that lock their churches down and stuff mostly but having said that he would hands down be the best guy to go in I don't think it's DeSantis' time and if it was his time he needed to jump in early it now it's it's too late in my opinion Sarah, who's said, talked to a deep, long-standing Republican in Arizona that's been involved with politics for decades, he said they all voted Democrat because they hate Trump and Carrie Lake, literally voted down. I've heard that. I've heard that Carrie Lake didn't have the election stolen from her. You know, one thing Carrie Lake did that was absolutely stupid. You know, when you're a politician, you're not a preacher. Preachers, see it tonight, preachers can say, and are supposed to speak boldly and let the chips fall where they may. And if you don't like it, you can leave. That kind of thing. As a politician, you can't be like that. You represent all the people. That's why Doug Mastriano lost in Pennsylvania. You're not trying to turn Pennsylvania into Christianistan. We're going to make bars illegal and strip clubs illegal. You're going to lose the election. We're not trying to impose christianity on people from government office and and um force their freedoms away you know you should run on on parents choice for their kids education you should put things in the hands of the people the more you do that the more you're going to win um carrie lake right before the election in arizona they asked her a question about like she said something harsh about john mccain And they said, what about people that that love John McCain in Arizona? And I'm paraphrasing, but she said, then they cannot vote for me. I don't care. You know, I don't like John McCain. And if you're loyal to him, then go vote for somebody else. Well, John McCain, whether you like him or not, is a hero in Arizona to people. There's McCain. He was a Republican in Arizona for a long time and when you're talking about i mean these elections are all 49 to 51%, 52 to 48, you can't lose a huge segment of republican voters for saying something like that. You know, that's why like I'm not a politician. I'm not wired to be a politician, but if I was, if I was Kerry Lake and they asked me about John McCain and I couldn't stand him and couldn't stand his daughter. That's why good politicians are just great at saying things they don't mean. What do you think about John McCain and his politics? Well, whatever I feel about his politics, I think we can all agree that he served. He served our country in in war. He he served the state of Arizona, and the Arizonans elected him. And uh, he'll go. He'll be long remembered in this state. All he had to say was something like that, rather than like you know that that that's dumb, and that cost her the election. And if it didn't cost you the election and the election was stolen, they've done a a crap job proving it, you know, whatever attorneys they're using. All right. Um, I'll send you, if anybody wants to you've seen the the church building stuff if anybody wants to stand uh, with us in giving and you've been wanting to do something you can do it now cash app dollar sign rt give or you can go to revivaltoday.com and click give now um, I, I'm going to send what should I send oh my new book what to do if you're going through a crisis I'll send it to everybody that gives today as a way of saying thank you so Thank you for your giving. And there's more um You guys like these Instagram lives? Good. I'll I'll keep doing it. You know, they they're giving about 200 viewers at a time. That's 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 only like that's not that much less than I've been getting on YouTube, so. And they're easy to do now that I have this mic and all that. All right, good. I'm glad you watched. I really love you. I'll I'll say a prayer for you too. And thanks for your giving. Thanks for getting involved in building this church. The bigger, the, the bigger, the better. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you on, on YouTube as well. Same for you. Tanya from New York. God bless you. You got a great family. Everybody else, I'm just looking at names. Father, thank you for everybody that's watching. Give them the best day they've ever had full of your goodness and mercy. Lift every issue of concern. In Jesus' name, show them the way forward. May they hear your voice, guiding and directing them. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.